Welcome to the Plant-Based Canada podcast. Join us as we talk with experts to explore the field of nutritional sciences and how our food choices impact our health and the environment. We sit down with Canadian doctors, dietitians, athletes, climate experts, and more to break down the evidence behind a whole foods plant-based diet and discuss the practical steps that you can take in your effort to shift toward a healthier lifestyle. Today I sit down with Adriana Wild, a vice principal at the Calgary Catholic School District who loves to run in her spare time, whether it's on the road or on the trails. She loves sharing her passion for running with her colleagues and students and has led various Girls Run For It programs and run clubs at schools. Her running accomplishments include winning the 2018 Calgary Marathon 50K, becoming the 2018 ACU National 50K Female Champion, and winning the 2018 Banff Marathon, setting a new women's course record that year. In 2018, she was also a member of the Calgary Speed Project team, and along with her team, ran from Los Angeles to Las Vegas in just over 39 hours. She holds two Guinness Book of World Records in conjunction with Calgary Marathon events, fastest marathon by linked female team in 2017, and the fastest distance ran for a female on a treadmill in 24 hours in 2016. She lives by her favorite motto, Carpe Diem, which translates to seize the day and is a prime example of pursuing a passion, exploring the world, and living life to the fullest. We always like to start with a little bit of background and some about how you grew up. So tell us what got you hooked on running and why it's your uh, sport of choice. Okay, so I grew up here in Calgary. Um, I have an Italian mother, so I learned from her to always be busy. I basically had a seven day a week schedule and growing up, I was always involved in things. I know I was in swimming when I was younger. Uh, When I was into university, that's when I really started getting into running. I didn't enjoy running when I was a kid, but in university, I kind of got into it as a social activity. And I was working at the Olympic Oval and surrounded by speed skaters. And I started to run the stairs at the Olympic Oval for fun. And all of a sudden, um, I just got into it. Um, I didn't get into marathon running though until 2010. So in 2009, my best friend suddenly passed away and um, I kind of went through a dark period and I kind of just one day was like, well, I have this bucket list that I've always talked about. Maybe I should actually start tackling it. And I, that's when I decided to start tackling my bucket list. So ran my first marathon. And after I crossed the finish line, um, someone said to me, oh, you have almost a BQ. And I was like, what's a BQ? And they're like, oh, you should look at to trying to qualify for Boston. So I trained a little bit better. And in 2012, I ran my first Boston marathon. And ever since then, I've just been going strong. I've been having new goals, uh, getting fitter and faster with my training and always looking at um, just getting out and run and um, enjoying, I guess, the pavements and, um, just that's now the thing I love to do the most. You mentioned the, the Boston Marathon, but what are some other um, types of events that you take part in for somebody who's not well-versed in, in running events? And also, uh, you are what's considered an ultra athlete. So could you tell me what exactly that means? Yeah. So um, in terms of running, I love, uh, I got into marathon running. I have done um, Boston, which is like the pinnacle thing that runners dream of getting, like accomplishing and trying to qualify for. I've done that five times. I've also uh, decided to try some other ones. So I want to do the majors. So I've done uh, Chicago and New York, which are amazing. If you ever go to the States, the big marathons down there are incredible. The atmosphere is way different than the Canadian marathons. 
I've also done triathlons. So I got into it for a few years. I did my first Ironman. So that's a pretty long, tiring day where you swim, bike and run. And then through triathlon training, I kind of got exposed to trail running and uh, got into, uh, I did Grizzly 50K in Canmore as my first um, ultra marathon and have done some legs of Sinister 7. And then a few years ago, I've done my longest uh, trail race. It was Squamish 50 miles out in BC. So I've done lots of different types of races over the years. Yeah, that's quite the variety that you've done. I didn't know about the Ironmans. Um, so you're kind of like all over the board because you swim in that too, right? You swim and bike. Yeah, so I got tired of running after a few years, like as I did my, I used to run three to four marathons in a year just for fun. And then I kind of decided, I got tired, I was talking to a friend and they're like, oh, you should try triathlon training. And so I joined Critical Speed here in Calgary. And um, through them, I got faster with my running. And then as I'm like doing cross training with the swimming and biking, I just ended up, you, you do a lot more training when you train for Ironman. And so I think that's kind of led me into the ultra becoming an ultra athlete, I guess you would call it, because you get exposed to hours upon hours on the weekend of training, even during the week when you, maybe I'll do like a run in the morning and then a swim in the evening. And then the weekends I'll do a brick where it's like five hours where you're doing like biking and then some running. So that kind of led me into being able to endure, I guess, longer uh, runs outside. So what are some of your, um, uh, claims to fame. I, I know that you've uh, got at least two Guinness World Records under your belt. Yeah, so for the Guinness Book of World Records, it's part of a Calgary Marathon event. So with Team Mido, I was part of the fastest marathon of a link team, and that was female, and that was 2017. And then um, in 20, oh, 2016 is the treadmill. So I was part of a group of female uh, runners, and we ran furthest distance on a treadmill in 24 hours. And then I think just being exposed to other things um, with the Calgary Marathon in 2018, I, I won the 50K. And I so I became the 2018 ACU National 50K female champion. And then a few weeks later, I did the Banff Marathon and I set a new course record there that year. So those are kind of like the big, I guess, claim to fame of my running career. That's a lot of stuff though. And you said, like you said earlier, you came to it later. You didn't really get interested until at least university. So I feel like that's a, that's a lot of stuff in a short period of time that you accomplished there. Um, I also saw that you were part of this uh, speed project team that ran all the way from uh, LA to Vegas in uh, just 39 hours. How do you prepare for something like that, um, both mentally and physically? So I think, and cause I was trying to think like for that, I, I don't know what can really tra train you. I think the big, like being part of a triathlon group and training for Ironman, I think that trains you mentally to just power through and to be gone for hours. So I think that might've trained me. Uh, it was kind of interesting because I got into that group late. There was another, um, basically this race was four men and two women from Calgary. Part of this team had to run from LA to Vegas and we we're trying to get it the fastest we could. I ended up being a last minute addition. And I think by being asked to join the team, I think it was just, I was full of adrenaline and I was full of excitement. I was just so happy to be there. And it was like an incredible experience. And, um, I don't, I don't, I don't even know I, to this day, I don't know how I did it because it's not like you really slept. We were in an RV and it was like the six of us would do repeats, mile repeats. So one would go out, you go out, you run as fast as you can, you hop on, and then you wait for the next people to finish. And then you go back out and you run again. And that was basically from Friday morning to Saturday night and not a lot of sleep. 
at all. Uh, you try to have little naps in the RV until it's your turn to go out and just try to hit as fast as you can the pavement. And um, I think it was just excitement. I was so excited to be there that I was just so full of energy that I just, I don't know, I, I didn't really sleep and I just ran. So I can't really say what trains you, nothing other than, I guess, years of just running and having fun. And the funny thing about that is originally I wasn't sure if I, want, I should do it because I was actually training for the Manchester Marathon, which was a week later. And so the dilemma was like, oh, I was trying to get a PB to, to run in Manchester. And I was paying all this money to go to England and do my first uh, overseas international event. But because it was a once in a lifetime opportunity to be part of this team, I was like, you know what, I'll do it. And then Manchester now will be fun. But I ended up going to Manchester and got to be PB. And I ended up being awarded the second international female at the event. So it ended up being like such an incredible two back-to-back -back events where I ran well and, um, you know, came out strong. So that's great. Where, uh, so when did, when did plant-based eating come into, into the picture? What sparked your interest in it? So originally I, I was vegetarian for years and then I became lactose intolerant. And it wasn't until I think 2014, the summer of 2014, I remember someone talked to me about the China study. So I remember reading the China study and then I kind of got exposed more to the plant-based diet. And that summer, I just did a lot of research. Um, Forks Over Knives was another influence for me. And um, actually in Calgary, there's a triathlon circled to try it and it's owned by Rose and Rochelle. They're two female owners and they're both strong in the plant-based community. And just being exposed to them, talking to them and just, just researching it I kind of decided to make the transition by the end of the summer. The hardest thing was cheese originally, because uh, I love cheese. But all of a sudden, like over time, I kind of looked at ideas, looked at the different types of food, um, realized ethically and and um, ethically was a big part of it, but also just um, for nutritional purposes. I just did a hard stop one day, and I've been for the past seven years on a plant-based diet. And as I'm sure you're well aware, there's a, there's a bit of a stigma when it comes to eating plant-based or, or being vegan or vegetarian and, and myths surrounding um, eating that way in terms of, especially if you're an athlete, in terms of getting enough protein or iron or, or calcium or whatever, just to name a few. Can you give me a sense of some of the things that changed your mind? You, so you saw the, the China study, but as you kept learning, what were some of the big myths that maybe you had originally going into it that you changed your mind after you were exposed to some of the data? I can't really think of some of the myths. I think for me, it was just, well, it's a mind shift too. And it's a, it, you really have to change what you're eating. Like your eating habits change. You have to read, like I found I had, I, I read a lot of labels. Um, you you got to do a lot more planning when you're going out because you can't find plant-based food everywhere. And back then, seven years ago, is very different than it is now. It's way easier to be a vegan today than it was, I would say, seven years ago. Um, for me, I found my endurance was better. I actually became a faster athlete once I adopted the plant-based diet. I um, I find I bounce back quicker after races. And um, to be honest, I, originally, like when I was vegetarian, I actually had some iron problems. I remember being on iron supplements uh, at different points in my life. But as a vegan, I've never had problem with my iron and I do get blood tests sometimes just to check to make sure I'm fine. And my, my blood is perfectly normal. So I haven't found anything negative with me being a vegan. I've only found positives. So, so you mentioned a bit about iron and actually having positives later on, but in your experience, do you think that 
do you think that plant-based athletes need to be more aware of, of getting a certain kind of, of nutrient going out of their way to make sure that they're hitting those targets um, or a supplement or compared to like a, a regular athlete or somebody who's eating more of a traditional diet? I think everyone has to be, because I would say that I know some people who are not vegans and their diet is poor, right? So I think it just depends what are you eating? It doesn't matter if you're a vegan or non-vegan. It just matters. Are you putting in the proper nutrients? Are you eating healthy? So I, I don't, I don't foresee that kind of being an issue. Um, I just find, but especially as an athlete and doing a lot of endurance sport, I do have to be careful what I put in to make sure I have energy. And so far, everything I'm doing is, is been working out just fine for me. I don't find that I have any negative health problems as a result of being a vegan. So how does this play into your training then? So like on a, on a typical day for you, what's a day of training like in terms of the actual training, the actual physical bit. And then tell me a bit about your nutrition and, and what you're eating like on a daily basis, especially when you're training. So during the work week, cause I have long hours at work. I usually wake up really early. Um, and I actually do my, most of my training on a treadmill in the morning. Cause it's so early in the morning and I do my speed work there. But what I do is I wake up, I have a cup of coffee and a piece of toast just before I get on the treadmill. After the treadmill, I usually make a smoothie. Uh, and so that includes um, protein powder, which I use Vega, almond milk, peanut butter, frozen fruit. I use coconut yogurt, spinach, and I think maple syrup is the last piece. So I, I do make a big shake after as soon as I get off the treadmill that I have for breakfast. And that usually keeps me going until I get to mid morning. I usually have a snack. It's usually I like to have nuts or some sort of granola um, in the morning. Lunch is usually I like a lot of couscous and hummus and wraps with a lot of vegetables. And um, in terms of training in the evenings, uh, depending on what I do, but I, I, I do love pasta as an Italian with an Italian mother. I love pasta and there's a lot of good vegan pasta out there. So I, I do eat a lot of pasta. What, so what about the, what about times of day that you're eating? I've seen, um, I'm not personally an athlete, you know, I run, like I've mentioned to you that I run, but I'm not well into like the, the, the actual training and stuff like that, like most people are, but I do see a lot of people talking about, you know, um, I eat you know, two hours, every two hours or every three hours or six meals, six smaller meals a day, or I eat one big meal or whatever it is. Some people do the intermittent fasting type thing is popular now. Do you have like a schedule in terms of, of how you eat and when you eat? I, I guess in some ways I do because it's my like working during the week is quite busy. So I do like, I eat a small thing before I train. I eat my breakfast. I have a morning snack lunch because it's, it's all dictated by my work schedule. And then usually at some point I have another little snack in the evening before dinner, by the time I get home. So I do like to eat frequently. I don't like to have like one big meal, but I, I especially since I start the morning with, I could be running like a half marathon in the morning before I get to work. So I do a bulk of training in the morning. So then I do need to eat throughout the day. So I don't really look at timing per se, I, I, but I do eat frequently throughout the day, especially if I'm, the more I train, the more I eat. Do you think that works better for the type of training that you're doing? For instance, like when you're doing what you're doing is running. So it's endurance. When you think like the, just eating through the day, not massive dumps of food at one hour or whatever, that, that, that helps help you better train. Cause you're not full any given time of the day. I, th I think for me personally, yes, I feel that way. Like that's just how I am. I don't like to eat like a huge meal. I feel so full and so uncomfortable after I like to just eat little bits throughout, like throughout constantly throughout the day as a need be, because sometimes I find if I'm really tired, all I need to do is 
ingest something and then I feel like I have more energy. So it just depends on different points throughout the day. But I do, I don't like to go through hours without having something. I have another question about some of the competitions that you go to. So you, you mentioned a lot of really big ones, mainstream ones, ones in the States, Boston Marathon is a huge one. The Ironmans are pretty big with lots of athletes coming. Do you ever get into, you know, conversations with other athletes and start talking about your training regime and, and what you're eating and things like that? And do you find, I'm curious if you find that other athletes are more accepting, especially now, I guess in, you know, 2020, 2021, uh, of going more of a plant-based or, or plant-predominant diet, or do you still at this in you know this day and age see some pushback from other athletes? Not really, because I, I well, number one, the people I train like that I run with in my area, they all know I'm vegan, and there are, um, as I said, Triad is a big uh, stir here in Calgary, and the two owners are vegan, so everyone is aware of that, and so I don't really see it being an issue. I do know like some of the big marathons, I find it's not very vegan friendly. So I'm always making sure that I bring food with me. Like I can't remember ever at a Boston marathon. Oh, maybe they did just have plain tomato sauce on pasta. But typically, I kind of avoid like the big banquets, because usually, they don't really cater to vegan athletes. However, in the last few years, there has been a little bit of a shift. And it is a little bit easier, I believe, for people to find food at different events but especially in the first few years I just learned to like bring my own food or just plan things in advance but in terms of the people I train with they all know I'm vegan and they're friends with me and they accept me for who I am and so I don't really they they ask me questions actually I do have a few people who kind of adopted kind of a vegan lifestyle in terms of some aspects of their training as vegan but um, not too many people that are full vegans like myself. I'm curious about, uh, so, you know, you're out, you're based in Calgary and you mentioned, you mentioned the, the, the one restaurant with the, with the two owners, H- how accessible is plant-based eating out there now? Like, well, I know, you know, Calgary is a bigger city out in that province. So I imagine that if there's any options, it's there, but do you, are there, are there sufficient, you think, uh, is it, is it growing out there? Do you think? Yes. Uh, seven years ago, as I said, like it was not very good. I would go to the, uh, if I went anywhere, especially like if I'm flying and traveling, I always packed like my stoked oats, I always pack oatmeal with me. I always have bars. I always have like little tiny snacks. It it used to be like, maybe I could get hummus and crackers if I'm on a plane, but sometimes there's dairy in the hummus. So I've learned to, as I said, I learned to read everything. And a lot of times um, if I'm at the airport, I'll look to see if I can find things in the actual airport before I get on the plane. Cause um, not very often do I find plant-based stuff on the plane, maybe some nuts, maybe some licorice, but very rare do I find any actual meals unless you're on international flights where you have to pre-plan that. But um, in Calgary, I definitely say say it's a lot better. There's a lot of more vegan uh, restaurants right now. There's a lot more options when you go to the supermarket. They actually have plant-based aisles. So it's definitely a lot easier to be adopting a plant-based lifestyle now than it was when I first started seven years ago. So you're a principal at a junior high school. Um, Vice principal. Sorry, which, which I'm sure requires, you know, its own ultra athlete type endurance in its own way. Um, so what's it like navigating your job while also training for these type of things? You mentioned earlier in the, in the podcast, waking up super early and training and then, you know, training later in the day too, but you've, you, you know, you have a full-time job. So what's it been like, I guess, juggling, navigating that. And then um, especially during a pandemic when your options are even more limited. Well, that's why I train in the morning because we're being an administrator. You never know what the day is like. 
And then in a non-pandemic world, there's a lot of evening activities or meetings and whatnot. So that's why typically I wake up really early. I do my training in the morning. So then I know it's out of the way and I can able, I'm able to run every morning before work. Um, in terms of triathlon training, I don't do that right now because my work schedule is so busy. I can't go to the, I can't do the evening swims or the evening bikes because my schedule doesn't allow it, but at least I'm able to run. So that's the good thing is I can always run. Uh, it is challenging the pandemic because there's just so much going on. Uh, I will say though, it's actually been a little bit better in terms of the extracurricular activities at schools because students are not doing athletics right now. So I don't have to stay at school for the late night sports. So I do have some extra time that I don't have to allocate at the school in the evenings. So it's actually better in that regard. But the pandemic has definitely shifted things because I can't just go out and go for like train with my friends, for example, or go to the gym like I used to. So I, I don't I haven't been to the gym since the pandemic started. So that's some shifts that's happened in terms of the training piece. For someone who maybe wants to pick up running or somebody like, for instance, me, who's a very amateur, but I, I do try to run five days a week. How, what keeps you motivated to keep doing it? And what's your next big uh, goal in terms of your next uh, running event? So for me, I just, I just like to run. It's, it's for my fitness, for my overall happiness. I find I get my best ideas when I run. So I just, I just love running. I can't live without running. I mean, I, if, if I don't run, I feel like my day is not going to be a good day if I don't get that running. In terms of next big goals, well, the pandemic has put a halt on everything because all the races got canceled. Before the pandemic, I would say I just want to keep adding on to my marathon number. So I've done 24 marathons. So I want to keep growing that number. In terms of goals, I do want, so my furthest distance is a 50 miler, which is 80K. So I would like to increase that to at least 100K at some point. I also have goals of one day finishing the world uh, ma major marathon. So I've only done three of them, which is Chicago, Boston, and New York. So eventually I'd like to do Berlin and Tokyo and uh, London, but those are kind of hard with my work schedule. So that's something I have to wait a little bit longer to do. So I also have other goals and just any other racing challenge out there. If there's something out there that looks interesting that I might want to try to go for it, um, I will give it a go because why, why not? Part two of that, I guess, if someone is maybe in your, you know, already an athlete um, like you, and they are curious about getting, try, trying to shift their diet, add more greens onto their plate, or even go full plant-based, do you have any advice for them? Maybe something just practical or easy that might help them get started? Oh, it actually is easier than people think because a lot of things are actually vegan. People don't realize like hummus, for example, for the most part is vegan. There's a lot of crackers out there. Like people don't even realize that they might be already on like a partial plant-based diet. I would say just go small, do the research. There's a lot of options more now than there ever has been in the past. Um, talk to other people to see what kind of foods they eat. Like, for example, oatmeal. Oatmeal is a great, that, that, that's what I do before a race is I'll eat a bowl of oatmeal with peanut butter and maple syrup. That's, that's vegan. Couscous. Like there's, a, there's so many things people are eating that's already vegan. It's not that hard. It's just shifting your mindset that maybe there's a few things like, yeah, you won't be able to eat meat, but there's a lot of meat alternatives that you could try. And I, I personally like them way better than I ever did with eating meat. And it's just a lot of you eat vegetables, which you're already doing, you eat fruits, which you're already doing. It's just shifting some of the products and, um, you know, seeing what you like, seeing what you don't like and, and 
there's so many out there, so many resources out there, so many recipes. Pinterest is a good one. I'm always on Pinterest looking at vegan recipes. So it's actually not that hard. It's just take it one step at a time. And I know right now, I believe there's meatless Mondays. So maybe even it's just starting with once a week, or maybe I know other people are doing it during the day they're plant-based and then maybe they'll be a meat eater in the evening. So it's a great way to reduce your carbon footprint. It's a great way to ethically help out, you know, eliminating animals that are being killed for, you know, everyday consumption. So it does help ethically and then nutritiously. There's a lot of benefits by um, going on a plant-based diet and eat more uh, vegetables. That's fantastic. Did you, um, before we wrap it up, did you have anything else that you wanted to maybe touch on or, or cover before? Yeah, I can't think of it. I mean, and it ha everyone has a different way, like everyone's lifestyle, everyone's uh, diet is different. It has to work for you. Because I know some people have said that they tried the plant-based diet and didn't work for them. So I think it's just, you know, find out what, what works for you, what doesn't work for you and uh, do your research, test things out and see how, how it feels. But I know, as I said, for me, I became faster when I adopted a plant-based diet. I also have more energy. I'm also the like fittest than I was before I was plant-based. So for me, it works. And um, I just enjoy knowing that, you know, no animals are harmed in whatever I'm eating. So that's a big benefit. It's been great talking to you and, and getting to learn more about what it's like being a plant-based athlete. I, I really appreciate your insight and you coming on the podcast to talk to us. No problem. Thanks for inviting me. This podcast featured royalty-free music from bensound.com. A very special thanks to our guests for speaking with us and sharing their insights. And of course, thank you for listening. The Plant-Based Canada podcast is an initiative of the group Plant-Based Canada, which aims to educate the public and health professionals on the evidence-based benefits of plant-based whole food nutrition for individual and planetary health. To learn more about the show, visit our website, www.plantbasedcanada.org, and stay up to date by following us on Instagram and Facebook at plantbasedcanada.org and our Plant-Based Canada YouTube channel. Also, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts.